Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. live fact check this podcast and i had every intention of pre-recording this episode uh i was gonna do it friday and we got busy with stuff because friday was my wife's birthday then i was gonna do it saturday but because we were going to be having a big party for her on sunday we're busy getting stuff ready for that plus just it was the first day that it didn't rain, so we had an opportunity to work in the yard and do some stuff out there and take care of some stuff in the garden, so on and so forth. Uh, set up a pool. Uh, it just ended up being a big day outside doing stuff. And by the time I came back in to do anything, I did the the uh, live special with the guys on the morning after. So I didn't get it done Saturday. And then I thought about doing it yesterday. And we did party prep and got had a birthday party for my wife and and my stepdaughter. Her birthday was yesterday as well. So we just had a big party day and spent the entire day outside just doing stuff. Uh, my shoulders are a little bit tender from a little too much sun this weekend. But otherwise, it was incredibly fun and I just never sat down to record this. So, today we are going to talk about the two major lies uh, mass shooting and control. And this comes from a, it's a long thread. And originally my intention for this was I was just going to do like a, a short, like a Facebook Live video and kind of go through this but the more you look at it and the more you read through it there's a lot of content here so made more sense to just do more or less full a full episode on it 
as I eat my lunch. Clearly, I'm very prepared for this today. So the link is included in the uh, description of the episode. If you would like to look at this thread, <clears throat> this thread, and kind of follow along. I'm going to zoom in. I told that nobody can read anything that I've got on the screen. So zoom in a little bit, make it bigger. Hopefully you can see what we're looking at. And this is from Andrew Follett. So thread on how the medium is telling you two major lies about mass shootings. Other countries, uh, so lie number one, other countries have vastly stricter gun laws than the U.S. and have higher rates. Number two, Christians with gun laws have exponentially higher rates of gun violence. Now, this isn't something that's particularly surprising, I don't believe. Um, I think most people who pay attention to just average stats and stuff are well aware of the fact that places like Chicago work the parts of the country that have the most gun regulations are also the parts of the country that have some of the most shootings. So, like, this should come as no surprise. The thing that probably going is the statistics on other countries. So, let's start to kind of scroll here. So, although events in the U.S. tend to get on the or tend to get the lion's share of media exposure, mass shootings are clearly a worldwide issue. The U.S. makes up about 1.15 percent of the world's mass shootings, while having almost five percent of the world's population. The U.S. above the world average in terms of the number of mass public shootings and the global increase over time has been much bigger for the United States. Over 18 years, from 1998 to 2015, our list contains 2,354 uh, attacks and at least 4,882 and 53 attacks, 57 shooters within our country. By our count, the U.S. makes up less than 1.15% of the mass public shootings, 1.49% of their murders, and 2.2% of their attacks. All of these are much less than the U.S.'s 4.7 share of the world population, and attacks in the U.S. are not only less frequent than other countries, but they're also much less deadly on average. And see, that's also another interesting statistic and, and thing to talk about with the mass shootings. There's a lot of times mass shootings in the U.S. are... Uh, so a mass shooting is a minimum of four people were shot you can go through the list of mass shootings that have happened and overwhelming majority of those mass shootings. And, and uh, this is not like, this isn't some right wing website. Like this is the, the numbers that um, pro gun control advocate groups is the, like the mass shooting list that they put together. The overwhelming majority of them have no deaths, no deaths. Or, or one. Well, I, not to minimize loss of life, but the things that are being categorized as mass shootings were silly. So as we continue to go, uh, out of 97 countries with data, the U.S. is 64th in the frequency of mass and 65th in murder rate. 
the rates of mass shooting elsewhere are rising faster. Uh, so not only have these attacks been much more common outside the U.S., um, but the U.S. share of these attacks have declined over time. There's a much bigger increase over time in the number and severity of mass shootings in the rest of the world as compared to the United States. Four times as many per capita in France as in the U.S. and one times in Norway. In addition to those fairly nice nations, Finland, Germany, Israel, Italy, Spain, and Switzerland have higher mass shooting death rates. All of these are pretty nice countries which, with much stricter gun control laws than the U.S. And all have higher per capita deaths for mass shootings in the U.S. According to a 2018 uh, study surveying data over an eight-year period, the U.S. is 64th in the world in terms of mass shootings uh, per capita, which sounds worse than it is because all countries below this gray line, which the gray line is, uh, as we try to get it to pull up, the gray line is like around 90 or so. Uh, yeah, it's not coming up. Anyway, you can click on this this link right here um, of all of the, like, the U.S. ranks 64th on this, like, worldwide scale, except that when you dig into the numbers and you look at it, after, like, 90, 93 maybe, uh, no other country reports any data. So of all of the, of all of the, you know, hundred countries on the planet, the uh, or so that actually reported data, and the U.S. falls in the bottom third or fourth. Um, so, like statistically, for the world, our numbers aren't that that bad. <laughs> that sounds funny to say it that way, but I mean it's. It's kind of the reality of it, which is not something that's told by mainstream media. Like they, they, they completely ignore this. <clears throat> so if anything, our policy structure is actually pretty good at preventing this by global standards, especially relative to fairly nice countries of the type that we want to compare America to. The, uh, so the highest gun ownership state with the loosest gun laws in the nation is Wyoming, where 59.7% of households have a gun. Wyoming gun laws are arguably the least restrictive in the United States. Wyoming does not have a gun homicide problem with a rate of only 1.4, lower than right across the border in a more gun controlled Canada and only about a third of the nation as a whole. The highest murder rate of any jurisdiction in the U.S. is Washington, D.C., which has a murder rate of 21.8 per 100,000 which is more than 20 times the head of most European countries. But D.C. also has the most restrictive gun laws in the country and the lowest rates of legal gun ownership, with numbers less than many European states. The District of Columbia, which has, like it says here, like the most restrictive gun laws that you're going to find. Uh, also, some of the lowest gun ownership, legal gun ownership in the country. Highest murder rate in the country. Like, how do people not put these numbers together? I'd say that the data suggests that the factors that making D.C. have such high gun violence rates are part of the story of why America as a whole is so deadly. But these cannot include high gun ownership or lack of gun regulation, by definition. If stricter gun laws reduce gun violence rates, you'd expect jurisdictions with those laws to have lower rates of gun violence. And instead, we find the opposite. 
Now, maybe you think, of course, those jurisdictions have higher gun uh, violence rates. That's why they enacted the laws. I doubt that, but the data, the data is clear that those laws haven't reduced the rates. The factors making D.C. so deadly are part of the story of why America as a whole is so deadly. But these cannot include high gun ownership. Facts don't care about your feelings. I hate that line, but at the same time, it's a relevant line. Uh, and blaming the Republicans, which liberals tend uh, made trend of yesterday the, when the shooting happened. Washington, D.C. hasn't had a Republican mayor since literally 1933, and they haven't had a single Republican on the city council since 2008. There are no Republicans in charge in Washington, D.C. ever. Doesn't happen. And yet here we are. Highest murder rates in the country. Lowest gun ownership. Strictest gun regulation. That has anything to do with the murder rate. Doesn't break down at all. So the same thing is true of all the cities with really bad gun homicide rates. In 2019, St. Louis had 64.54 murders per 100,000, and the last geo pair left in 1849. It's the ninth most violent city in the world. The murder rate in Baltimore is 58.27%, 11th most, most violent city in the world. Very strict gun laws. All Democrats, nothing but Democrats. Democrats have been running this place since the 1960s, 50s, forever. And this goes on and on down the list. You can check it for yourself. Uh, I stopped looking for a mayor after a while because it's all Democrats forever. So here's a map the deadliest U.S. cities. Uh, you should absolutely check out this uh, this map. Look at where the most deadly cities are. And then also at the same time, look at where the most gun controls are, the most restrictive gun control, the lowest legal gun ownership, and look at who's been in charge for nearly 100 years. All cities are almost exclusively Democrat-run. And the liberals' primary response is to blame the GOP when there's literally they when they are literally the ones in charge of the cities that are choking under gun violence. Uh, and like it's, it's fucking asinine to think that that they would blame Republicans when the most deadly cities are exclusively. So let's see. Uh, you want to know how to convince me that the liberals are serious about gun control? When they actually bring down gun homicide rates in the cities they've been politically dominating for decades. Instead, they always cast blame on everyone but themselves. Uh, talk to any liberal about Chicago gun violence, which is so bad that there's literally websites dedicated to statistically tracking it. And they'll blame Indiana's gun laws. This is not like this is not. This is not a joke. They blame Indiana gun laws. They blame Wisconsin gun laws. They blame every state around Chicago for gun violence problem in Chicago. It's never their own fault. They they aren't doing anything. It's uh, if and if anything, by blaming those other states, they're emphasizing the fact that all of this excessive gun control doesn't fucking work. Like it, it's just it's straight up. Uh, 
So you go through like the only moves that liberals have is to distract from the fact that places that have sub, uh, subjected to very strict gun laws are blaming neighbors, uh, blaming Republicans. The laws that we know work, like cracking down on straw buyers, get entirely ignored in favor of oblivious attempts to gin up political support for policies that we know do not work because we saw them fail in Democrat-controlled cities. Most effective laws for reducing gun violence and gun homicide is cracking down on straw purchasing. That is someone buying a gun for a person not legally able to have one. And it isn't easy. I'm not sure about this. I haven't done a whole lot of research on the, the straw buyers. Uh, I don't know that that's a, a particularly huge problem. I, I'll, I'll talk about what I think is the problem. Uh, so basically every state, including the various gun laws, very seriously it's mostly a misdemeanor nobody bothers to enforce it uh so what annoys me so much about the gun control debate is that it's entirely media driven to gen up outrage not solve problems that's that's like the number one thing this is not about solving problems this is about this is yeah this is not about solving problems this is about trying to promote a narrative. So the media shifts media shifts the responsibility for criminal violence away from the criminals who did it and onto the third party that are easier to police. And this is always the case. That's the criminals are going to do criminal things. And a lot of times the criminals because the criminals are being backed and supported by the government who seems to be looking out for your best interest to protect you. None of these Nothing that the gun control laws or excessive gun control laws. We already have excessive gun control laws. There's over two control laws on the books, state, federal, uh, state, federal, and local. If the two thousand that are already in place aren't working, what makes them think more is going to do it? Like more is going to somehow magically solve it? Uh, it's it's like the it's like the spending problem. It's like the national debt problem. It's like the problem. We've got. Too money, and our inflation is running rampant. So what we need to do is print more money so that we can fix that problem. Yeah, that's that, that that's how it works, right? Uh, tighter gun laws were already on Australians' mind, and then a gunman uh, opened fire. So Australia had like virtually no. Uh, gun-related violence prior to their uh, gun confiscation. And actually, a fairly high uh, and then there was a shooter and, and then they decided to enact this gun control. And then violence on as a whole um, Murder rates as a whole, like n none of these things have but the kind of promotion of, hey, look, this gun control worked is that they don't have mass shootings. Well, uh, they didn't have mass shootings beforehand. So, like, did you solve something or? Yeah, and as, as Trey says here, um, New Zealand had extremely strict gun laws before their incident, like. A lot of places that intensify their gun control already had intense gun control to begin with. Like it didn't prevent it from happening in the first place. Why would it 
So, you know, what, what's stopping it from happening uh, going forward? One of the things that I really wanted to, as I kind of wrap up here, uh, going through this whole thread, and there's a lot of links. I, I strongly recommend go through, look at, look at the different links, look at the stats that are involved in all of them, um, like where the U.S. falls in terms of just violence and murder rates and stuff globally. Um, not that, we're really not that. Uh, that's, that's a weird, uh, weird use of words to say that we're not that bad in terms of murder rates, but I mean, you have to compare uh, us to the rest of the world to get a, a good idea of what it's like here. Because because mainstream media, especially the U.S. media, really paints it as a, we have this rampant problem. We have this rampant gun problem. And but there, there's no comparison given. Like, we have a rampant gun problem because they spend so much time focusing on the few incidents that happen. But they don't give you a, they don't give you like apples to apples look at what kind of incidents are happening in other parts of the world who have gun control laws that they suggest that we should be pushing more towards. Uh, and, and like, like no gun control law can fix the fact that the FBI and U.S. military are also running guns to people who are then going out and committing these shootings, committing these violent acts. Like our our government is funding funding and sponsoring some of the biggest violent uh, criminals in the country. They're not going to stop doing that. Why aren't they going to stop doing that? Because it's all about money. They're not going to give up that cash cow. Uh, having, having illegal drugs move through the country is a racket for the U.S. government. Having illegal guns and legal guns move through the country is a racket for the U.S. government. Uh, like Trey says, the reason... Uh, is the reason is modern data engineering. You can engineer data to fit a model or showcase a problem that you believe is a reality. And we see this all the time. Like they'll take really specific data and they'll condense it down and they'll show it to you and say, okay, look, this shows how terrible this is. But if you look at the specific from if you look at the real specific uh, information that they're taking, and then you extrapolate it out and you start to look at, okay, well, what about other data that they left out? You you find the other stuff. Like uh, Alabama, and it's another, it's a southern, another southern, southern state that have really high gun ownership, really, really low gun, uh, gun control laws. They always get touted as having these incredibly high um, gun-related death rates. But when you go in and you look at those states, if you remove suicide from those statistics, they fall into the they fall into the bottom quarter. Some of the highest gun ownership, lowest gun restriction states that have these high gun related violence rates 
there's three things that they include in gun-related violence. Uh, well, four things, if you want to get real technical. Um, suicide. Accidents. Murders. And police shootings. If you take away, just take away the suicides on most, almost every one of those states, they now fall into the bottom. They don't have high murder. Um, a lot of the accidents tend to be like hunting related or just uh, weird, goofy shit. Some of those states uh, have a higher number of police shootings. But if you dive into the police shooting statistics in those states, like Alabama, for instance, uh, if Birmingham and some of the big cities in the state, that's where a lot of those happen. That's also where a lot of the murders happen. I, you know who's in charge of Birmingham? I, I bet you could guess. I bet I bet it's on that that list that he had from earlier. So, like, yeah, the the data includes any gun killing a person, uh, and it's counted as a gun death, and and it's it's dishonest statistics. Like it's it's a dishonest way to to paint that because it's not the truth of the statistics. They, they act like, okay, Alabama has this high gun related death rate and very little gun law, gun laws. So you would think that everybody getting murdered in Alabama, not even really close. Like that's uh, using statistics to, to lie and paint a, obscure picture that doesn't exist all right hopefully you got a little bit of something out of this hopefully you learned a little something about uh what's going on with the actual gun laws and and restrictions and just like the truth about the stats that are out there because there's no way mainstream media is ever going to talk about it. they're not going to talk about chicago for forever like it, it started really getting pointed out uh I don't know. It's been a few years ago. I think it was, I think it was early on in the Trump administration. Something came out about like the number of people who were murdered in Chicago one weekend. And then it just, it became a thing. And uh, mainstream media just stopped reporting it. They anytime a gun, anytime a, a shooting comes up, you can say, oh, up and see how many people were murdered the same day as this mass shooting. And it's more. But they don't. They won't talk about that. They refuse to talk about it. It's just fucking insane. And that explains the news in general. Yeah, Birmingham is a blue nomad, and they have deaths by a large margin in Alabama. That's and that's the way it is across the board in every state. In Kentucky, you can look at Louisville. In Indiana, you can look at Indianapolis. I, I mean. And Evansville, for God's sake, Evansville is a very democratic city. Lots of lots of murders and people get killed. I mean, almost daily. And like you just on the news almost daily. Um, it's not happening out in the county. It's not happening out in the the red parts of the state. It's, it's everywhere that you got blue. If you look at the map and you see blue. You can almost put money on it that the is going to be 
those are the actual. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. I will actually be a little bit more prepared and uh, not just do some impromptu live stream on Wednesday's episode. Uh, I do have, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I wasn't going to, but it kind of feels like a thing that is important enough that I should. Uh, so for Wednesday's episode, I'm going to talk about the the Mises takeover of the Libertarian Party and kind of what happened with that, especially because there are a couple of really interesting articles, one from the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center and another one from Reason that talk about the, the Mises takeover. So while I'm not necessarily or, or really particularly involved in any of that anymore, I would like to address it and talk about it at least a little bit. And then after that, other stuff, hopefully very soon and follow up with Don and Matt and Carlos on uh, the James Pope's new right, um, especially since Carlos did his interview with James. That was an excellent interview. You should 100% go over to Los Libertinos and check out Carlos's interview. Um, so, yeah, Reason is the leftist libertarian outlet, for sure. Uh, I mean, Reason is almost as bad as Cato. Uh, like, they're, the two are almost unrecognizable from here. Um, so then hopefully following up with Matt, Don, and Carlos, and then working on an episode with Buck and uh, Buck Johnson and Mark Claire to talk about wrestling, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, trying to, excuse me, trying to nail down a schedule on that. I also got a couple other kind of uh, special surprise episodes that I'm in the works for. Oh, shoot. Hopefully in the next couple weeks. Uh, we'll see how all that scheduling plays out. Um, trying to get them done. Trying to get a lot of these done, like this upcoming weekend. Uh, not this upcoming weekend, like next weekend, because this weekend we're going to be crazy busy all weekend. Uh, if you're in the Nashville area, come join us at the... Uh, fourth annual live show for it's too late uh alan mosley is having a, a big get together down there and it is going to be a blast so that's where I'll, i'm going to be doing like saturday um let's see i think that's about everything hopefully hopefully so everyone has a great day i'll be back on wednesday with uh talking about the mises takeover and be on the lookout for some pretty fun episodes coming out in the future. Hope everybody has a good one. Later.